It's always Halloween, and I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Welcome to our Small Frights Friday episode. Each week, I share a curated selection of calls from the All Hollows Hotline and letters from the Eek Mailbag. This week, we have got a nice mix of each. So let's dive right in, shall we? Hi, my name is Shannon, and um, I have a very distinct Halloween memory of something that my neighborhood called haunting, where you made up a basket, normally from the 99-cent store or from Dollar Tree, of Halloween items and some candy, and you inserted a note that said, you have been haunted, haunt three other people and spread the Halloween spirit. And you at, well, like nine, ten o'clock at night, when it gets really quiet, you bang on the door really loud, leave the basket, and you run and hide and wait for them for their reaction to see if they get it and or if they don't. And if they don't, you bang on the door again until they get it. And uh, they haunt three other people. And uh, that was the Halloween tradition. I did that from when I was eight years old till I was 16 years old. And then when I started babysitting, I introduced it to all the kids that I would babysit. And it was really, really fun. And now the kids that I did it with, they're having kids, and they're doing it with their kids. And it's just a really fun tradition. We um, we see it sometimes in magazines that it's called something else, but we know it as haunting. Um, hope you have a good day, and I hope to hear myself on the podcast. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Shannon, thank you so much for sharing that awesome tradition. I have never heard of that before. And I think it's so cute that it's not only something you enjoyed as a kid, but then you took that joy and you shared it with the kids that you babysit and then the kid, then their kids and kids of kids. And now you just have like this whole lineage of people, like this beautiful spider's web of people who have participated in this fun tradition. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. I want to do that now. I've never heard of it. I've never done it before. It's such a cute idea. It's especially something that I think is a really fun thing to get involved with this year when we're searching for like fun traditions and ways to get involved in Halloween that are safe and distant and we can still get into the spirit and not feel like we are, you know, putting ourselves in our community in danger during the pandemic. I looked this up. I tried to find a little bit of history on it. I had a really hard time since hauntings are like a real thing. So when it's like, where did hauntings come from? Where did haunting baskets come from? Like a thousand things come up on the internet and the internet's basically useless right now. There's too much information on it. Um, so I was able to track down, you had said that in magazines you'd seen it written differently. And I was able to find several blog articles about booing people um, as far as like, not like you're terrible on stage, tomatoes, boo. But like, that's, you know, the joke, the turn of phrase is you've been booed, but it's like a ghost, boo. Um, And so I found a bunch of mom blogs and posts on Twitter, or excuse me, posts on Pinterest about booing. So um, I have a mom blog right now called Alpha Mom. 
And if anybody knows about booing, it's got to be Alpha Mom. So this one has pretty much the same thing that you just explained to us, but with like a fun idea of like putting a little ghost picture and like doing it just in your neighborhood and putting a little ghost picture in it. And then being like, once you get your little basket, you put the ghost up in your window or on your door so that like the other neighbors can see who has been booed. And then the idea is essentially to boo everyone in the neighborhood, I guess. Of course, this only works, I think, if you're in kind of a smaller place. If I started banging on my neighbor's doors in Los Angeles, there would be a problem. But, you know, definitely back at home in Ohio, where I'm from, I could see this being really cute. And um, especially if you live in a neighborhood with kids or like Shannon was saying, if you babysit or have like, um, you know, like a network of kids you interact with, like I think that this is like a really fun thing for them, especially if you can't go trick-or-treating this year, like in... Los Angeles, it's shut down this year. So a lot of my, you know, concerns about finding other ways to celebrate comes from that background. So thank you so much for sharing, Shannon. It was great to get your call. And I hope that inspires some people to to boo or to haunt people this year. Of course, as a performer, I hear the phrase, you've gotten booed and my heart just clenches. So I like yours better. I like you've been haunted. Um, Thanks so much, Shannon. Hope you have a great Halloween. All right, coming up next, we have a question about costumes. Hi. um, Yeah, I have um, a question for the Halloween uh, hotline, and I I honestly didn't know anywhere else to call, but it... um, So I have two dogs. I have a terrier and a shibu puppy, and um, I am just racking my brain. I cannot I cannot figure out what they should wear for Halloween and I want them to be in a dog's couple costume and you know I'm just drawing a blank. So if you could give me some ideas for my dog's couple costume, I would very much appreciate it. Thank you. Caller, thank you so much for your question. I am so happy to hear that not only are you getting into the Halloween spirit, but you're getting your dogs into the Halloween spirit with you. That is awesome. Dressing up your pets is a fantastic way to spread the cheer this year. Now, when you are costuming pets, there's so many things to consider. First of all, their name. Is their name funny? Can it be used in conjunction with a pun? Some sort of a word play? If their name is Pepper, dress them up as salt, and then it can be salt on pepper. Something to mess around, be a little goofy with it, you know? So think about that at first. Does your dog have a funny name? Do your dogs have funny names? How can those be worked into a costume? Something else to consider, the color of your dogs. Now, you can use this to your advantage in a costume. If your dog is white, they may look great as an egg, an angel, or even a cloud. So keep that in consideration. How can I use my dog's color as part of their costume? Utilize every aspect of the dog, pointy ears, floppy ears, long hair, short hair, all of this can come into costuming. Now, what are you wearing? How are you dressing up? Can maybe you be a part of their costume? Like, if you're going to be Sabrina Spellman, one dog could be Lilith and the other dog could be Satan. 
So just think of some of your favorite movies. How could you incorporate your dogs as the other characters in those movies or television shows? Um, Now, here's another question. Are there any famous dogs that maybe they like? Like, imagine who your dogs might look up to. Maybe they want to be the two dogs in Homeward Bound, right? And then you could even dress up as sassy. And together, you're the animals from Homeward Bound. It's kind of an inspiring costume for a difficult year. A bunch of animals overcoming the difficulty of nature when they are uh, inside animals. You, maybe Scooby-Doo. Maybe your dogs can be Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. Of course, there's a power dynamic within that to consider. But you know, you could all dress up as part of the mystery team. Um, okay, so what about local humor? Is there anything you can utilize that's going on in your town, your city, your state that could be fun? Is there a famous dog in your town? If you're in Southern California, you maybe have heard about Max, the golden retriever dog mayor of Idlewild. So if you're in Southern California, maybe your dog... Maybe, maybe one dog is Max the mayor and your other dog is running against Max. That's going to be a runoff and it's going to be contentious. And they're two political dogs fighting to be the mayor of a beautiful small town in Southern California. Now, a point uh, I'll make about this is only go political if it can truly be fun and light because these are dogs that we're talking about. Again, it's Halloween and, and then even more so it's dogs. So like if we can steer away from using any political references any more challenging than a dog mayor, I would steer against that. There's no reason to bring uh, a political bent to an animal costume. That'll take some of the fun away from it for you. So it's just a little advice on going political with a dog costume. Now, also, let's get down just some basic couples ideas. That's what you really asked for. I just wanted you to kind of, you know, broaden your thinking. Think about costumes from as many different standpoints as you can. So couples costumes. Okay, you've got classic like Angel and Devil, maybe Little Red Riding Hood and the Wolf, or the Hunter and Little Red Riding Hood, or the Grandma and Little Red Riding Hood. Again, this is when you're going to want to think about the coat that your dog has. A curly coat means maybe he's a grandpa or the grandma. Uh, uh, More of a wolfy dog. I mean, right there, the big bad wolf. So take your dog's looks into consideration. How can you utilize your dog's aesthetics? Maybe one's a monkey and one's a banana. Maybe you want them to be famous movie couples. You know, maybe it's Bill and Ted or Wayne and Garth, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Mario and Luigi. I don't know a lot about video games, but I loved Nintendo. So, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff in the Mario world that you could dress your dogs up as if you want to go like a a fun, nerdier, late millennial take. Um, And you know what? If it feels like too much, if this is all too much and I'm overwhelming you with ideas and uh, things to consider with grooming and coats and whatnot, just slap a couple sweaters on your dogs and call them chili dogs. There you go. Easy peasy. Thank you so much for your very fun call. Good luck with your dog costumes. And please send me costumes of your pets. I want to see your pets dressed up. If there's any other way I can help you dress up your pets, please let me know. All right. Let us move on to our next call. And this is about ways to enjoy Halloween despite the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. All right. Here we go. Hi. I would love some tips for how to 
have some extra Halloween fun during COVID. Um, obviously, trick or treating is out, but you know, how do you how do you um, stay you know spooky and merry when um, partying is out of the question? Thanks. Bye. How do you stay spooky and merry when partying is out of the question? Oh my goodness, I have been asking myself that same thing all year round. That's an issue I've had this entire pandemic, trying to stay spooky and merry despite everything. Um, All right, caller, thank you so much. Hang on to your butts, guys, because I have got a ton of ideas, okay? So first of all, we already hit two great ones in this episode. You know, put together cute little boo baskets and haunt the people around you. Drop them off at their house, knock, run away. Ding dong ditch is a perfect way to Bring a little cheer to somebody that you love. Um, dressing your pets up. Oh my goodness. What is more delightful and spooky than seeing like a little dog walking around dressed as a pumpkin? I love it. Um, here's a bunch of other ideas. Haunted drive-ins are the activity this year. If you don't know about haunted drive-ins yet, drop everything. Keep listening to the podcast, but drop whatever's in your hands. And Google haunted drive-ins drive-ins in my area, you know, haunts in my area. There are so many going on in like every state, every town, every country. I've seen that they're doing a bunch of them in Japan, which is really cool also. So there's like, I would go out on a limb and say, if you're in a big city that does a haunt, you probably have a haunted drive-in. I'm very excited about these this year, mostly because what are they? What are they going to be? Will they be scary? In my mind, they wouldn't be quite as scary because I love my car and I feel very safe in my car and there's it's not it's not the same as being kind of vulnerable you know walking around a corner having somebody jump out and it's just you that's very scary um but I'm very open to this new experience and I'm excited to try something that I've never tried before so um haunted drive-ins okay maybe that's not your thing horror movies an obvious one. Last week, we talked about some scary movies that aren't traditionally scary if you don't love a horror movie. If you love horror movies and you haven't signed up for Shudder yet, it is worth the like $5 a month. Sign up for Shudder. Their curation is incredible and they always have fun events and like live stuff. And there's a really great like online community if you like to like tweet and watch a movie. And you don't have to do any of that if you don't want to either. But um, the access to films and um, curation on that site is really impressive. Also, you guys, there are film fests going on still that now we all have access to because everybody is forced to do them online. So a one you should definitely check out that's starting today is Salem Horror Fest, The Salem. They have an incredible horror film festival every year, and now it's online and you're able to check it out. You can buy a package for $150. That's a lot of money. I know that. But Haunted house tickets can be that much. So, you know, gauge it based on like how much you want to spend, of course, but you can spend 150 and have year round access to the films, the panels, the podcasts, and all the cool stuff that they're doing. It's not just films, it's like podcasts by faculty of horror and uh, um, the purple stuff and a million really cool horror festivals excuse me, a million really cool horror podcasts and different lectures. You know, if you want to learn, <laughs> you can also learn. So check out the Salem uh, Horror Fest. They have a lot of neat stuff going on. Um, okay, give yourself 
a ghost tour of your hometown or a nearby city. Look up a few places that are haunted around you and go check them out. Pile your family, your loved ones, partner, a friend, somebody maybe in your safe pod in the car and be like, all right, we're going to check out the this bloody scream house. And here's the history around that. You don't have to memorize it. Just like bookmark it all on your phone or write it down in your notebook and then put together a little creepy map for yourself and do a little tour. And, and not only will you learn something, like maybe you didn't know there was like a mob shootout just down the street 60 years ago, but now you know about it and you can go see where it happened. So you can give yourself these kinds of experiences that you normally pay other people to do. Is it a little more work? Yes. This Halloween's going to be a little more work. There's going to be a little more on you than there was ever before. But I think it's good to get our brains moving and grooving right now because it's too hard to slip into a little bit of sadness. So let's not do that. Let's keep things active. Um, Also, decorate. Guys, no one can stop the decorating. Pull all your supplies out. Get crazy. You know, do the outside of your house if you have access to an outside of a house and cheer your neighbors up. You know, support online makers. I have been going a little overboard ordering things from artists this year because I just want to have some extra like Halloween cheer in my life and be able to support other creatives who are um, you know, working their tail off trying to make a living with their talent. So I really recommend doing that. I have some Etsy people that I've supported this year that I really like. I recommend Bunny D. She makes really cute prints and stickers of like ghostly little kitties and that's uh, very much my thing. I really love the Herbal Candle Company. They partner with History by the Sea, which is a great Instagram account of all historic Salem houses. So check out History by the Sea on Instagram, but then check out the um, Etsy where you can get candles that are curated to smell like the old bearing point in Salem, Um, just October in Salem, and the Witch House. So it's very cool to be able to get like curated Salem scents, I think. Um, And you can also send, you know, instead of like even putting together the boo boxes, maybe you don't have a neighborhood that you can do that in, but you can put together them and send them to friends, send fun little Halloween kits to friends. You know, you can still duck into the 99 cent store if you feel comfortable doing that, duck into Joanne Fabrics or Michael's where they have a ton of really cool Halloween stuff that's already on sale, which boggles the mind. Put something together for your friends. When we give things to other people, that feels good. It makes us feel feel better. You know, making someone else happy can really bring you out of a funk. So always look to how you can help somebody in the Halloween season. We've got to look out for each other now, especially. Um, and you know what? Just work by candlelight. Just why are you using lights? It's October. Turn off all the lights. Do everything in the dark. It'll be like the others. Creep around with a candle. Wear a nightgown when you get home. Do you not have a nightgown? Order a freaking nightgown. Walk around in a little white nightgown. Hold a little candle. Boom. You're a Victorian ghost. Excellent way to stay creepy this kind of, this time of year. Read some scary stories. If you haven't cracked open Alvin Swartz's scary stories to read in the dark for a while, oh boy, still very creepy. It's great. Highly recommend. Um, look up pictures of vintage Halloween costumes on Pinterest. They did some scary stuff back then. Highly disturbing. 
You want to go really far on that? Look at Victorian death pictures. That's very bizarre, very creepy. Give yourself just like a little spook in between some chores by just being like, hmm, what did dead people in the 1800s look like? Okay, then you'll be really creeped out for a few hours. Easy peasy, quick way to get a little Halloween into your day. Get into witchcraft. I'm sorry, if you're not practicing witchcraft yet, (laughs) this is the year to do it. Um, A couple other things, you can still carve a jack-o'-lantern. That doesn't have to change. Go get a pumpkin at the local grocery and carve yourself a jack-o'-lantern. Put it out on your porch or in your window. Again, cheer up your neighborhood. What can you do for others? Um, I've got a million more ideas and I could just go on forever, but please write in. Let me know what you're doing this Halloween to like keep your spirits up. Oh God, I didn't even talk about Halloween food, the recipes. Pinterest has so many great Halloween recipes. Listen, y'all, just look me up on Pinterest, Luce Tomlin Brenner. I have like 10 different Halloween boards, tons of stuff you can pull through, (laughs) pull from for that. Um, Go to Trader Joe's and buy all of their pumpkin food. This is not a time to mourn Halloween. There is so much to do and see and experience still. It'll be a little different. That's okay. All about, all through your life, you're going to change. Things are going to change. Things are going to be different. Things are going to end. This is a great reminder of that. How can we be flexible? How can we grow? How can we be more creative this year? Just keep those things in mind. Don't hold anything too tight because it'll eventually crack and disappoint you. All right. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, I would love to hear people's traditions and things that they're doing this year. Uh, Now we're going to hop into a couple letters. Okay? Okay. Okay. The subject of our first letter from the Eek mailbag is Halloween in the UK and my experiences. I just wanted to let you know that here in the UK, we do celebrate Halloween, but we definitely don't have the same spectacle that those in the States do. We never had the myth about razor blades and drugs in candy, or sweets as we call them here. That came from the States, but we never considered Halloween candy dangerous. We have, we have more warnings about bonfire night, which is the 5th of November, than Halloween. I know a lot of people, and I have myself, participated in getting Halloween candy the night before. People would still give us the sweets and wouldn't mind if we were a day early. My experience of Halloween has always been great. There's something undesirable about the feeling and atmosphere of the night. That cold chill in the air, the rustling of autumn leaves along the sidewalk, and that smell. There aren't words to describe. I truly feel a presence in the air of Halloween night, of history and spirits roaming the streets. An incredible and extremely underrated film that captures Halloween for me is The Halloween Tree. It's a cartoon from 1993 that focuses on a group of children who plan to go trick-or-treating, but one of their friends runs away. They follow him and find him trying to steal an old pumpkin from a tall tree. An old man who owns the tree comes out and the boy vanishes. The man tells the children to come with him as they hunt down their friend through the history of Halloween. I don't want to spoil it, but this film has a great ending that really captures the feeling of Halloween night for me. Thank you for reading. All the best, Rob. Pumpkin emoji. Rob, thank you so much. I am so delighted by this letter, um, especially because in our most recent history episode that came out on Tuesday, 
we, I actually recommended Halloween Tree, the book by Ray Bradbury. And I actually never heard of the movie. I loved the book as a kid and somehow totally missed the movie. So thank you so much for writing in. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. I'm glad you've got it out there in the UK. And I love hearing that you guys call candy sweets. I think that is very adorable. Um, And I love that you guys never had the myth about Halloween candy being dangerous. Uh, Very interesting. I am just obsessed with hearing about how people celebrate Halloween across the world. So I haven't had the pleasure of visiting the UK and I just, I simply can't wait. So whenever I get the opportunity to travel there safely, I'll have to get some advice on what the spooky stuff is to see. Thank you so much, Rob. I hope that you have a wonderful Halloween. Up next, we have another letter with a very uh, similar premise, so I'm excited to share this. The uh, title is Not So Scary Movie Recommendations. Hi, it's Always Halloween Podcast. I've loved listening to your podcast so far, and I can't wait for new episodes. Well, thank you so much. I was just listening to your episode from September 18th when you were talking about movies to push you in the mood without being too scary. I myself tend to fall in this category, and I noticed my absolute favorite wasn't on the list. Hanna-Barbera's 1993 Halloween Tree is my favorite for numerous reasons. The first off being the nostalgia. This is the movie we would borrow the VHS from every year from my next-door neighbors to watch on Halloween night. Every year, once we got home from trick-or-treating, we would put this movie on and sort through all the candy we received, trading the not-so-desirable goods with our siblings. (laughs) This movie was always the perfect end to Halloween because it had the most amazing ambiance. The music is beautifully spooky, and the whole movie is narrated by Ray Bradbury himself. The story is about a group of trick-or-treaters that are swept away on a life-changing adventure to save their friend, all while learning the origins of Halloween. The history behind the movie has always fascinated me as well. For so long, I assumed that the movie was based on a book. But in reality, it was a screenplay first. Ray Bradbury had always wanted this to be an animated movie, and he first wrote the screenplay for it in 1967. When it wasn't picked up for production, He then wrote the novel adaptation, then later, in 1993, rewrote the screenplay to what it is today. Again, I highly recommend this movie to anyone wanting to get into the Halloween spirit without getting too spooked. Also, another recommendation in that same category is The Ghost in Mr. Chicken, a classic Don Knotts movie. While it terrified me as a child, now it's just a little creepy and pretty hilarious. I'd love to hear if you've seen these movies and what your thoughts are. Thanks again, Rebecca from Utah. Rebecca from Utah, thank you for that wonderful letter. I am just tickled pink that two people wrote to me this much about how much they love the animated version of the Halloween tree, and I've never seen it. And I just think it's so cool that you're in Utah and Rob's in the UK, and you both share this like beloved memory of this movie, and it reminds you both of Halloween night. And I am so just... I just am so enamored with these stories from you two that I am going to track down the Halloween tree as quickly as possible and watch it and get that wonderful spooky ambiance that she both talked about. 
And I really love the idea of like having a movie on in the background while you sort the Halloween candy. Sorting Halloween candy from trick-or-treating is just like the quintessential American child experience of Halloween. Like, of course, going door to door and getting the candy was incredible. But the sorting of the candy was an equal thrill to me. I'm an only child, and so I would often just do that part alone. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't have a problem with it because I loved sorting like all the Reese's are here, all of the Snickers are here, all the Mr. Goodbars are here. And I, I divided them all up and I loved looking at how many of each one I would get. And the idea that you had this movie that you watched while you did it is just, oh my gosh, my little heart is just going pitter pat. I just love it, Rebecca. Thank you. And I've never seen the ghost and, uh, the ghost and Mr. Chicken. So I'm really excited to check that one out too. Two movies I haven't seen that now I get to watch because you guys told me about it. Thank you. Um, and I didn't know, I, like I said, I love the book, The Halloween Tree, but I didn't know it was originally a screenplay. So that is really fascinating as well. And I thank you for sharing that info with me. I'm so happy that you are listening and loving the podcast. And um, please, anyone else who has any non-scary Halloween recommendations you want to toss out there for our gentler listeners, please do. And hey, if you want something that's really freaking tear your skin off upsetting, you know, write in with some of those pics as well. I have no problem talking about that stuff as well for people who, who might want to see that. So do you guys, what an incredible episode. I know we went far and wide on this one, but listen, it's officially October now. So all of the people who have been holding out on Halloween, it's here. Deal with it. We're going hard from here on out. No apologies. No holding back. It's quarantine. Hallowed quarantine. Okay. I don't know why I tried to make a poor mando there. Leave it at the door. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the Small Frights Friday episode, which is ironically always longer than our uh, Tuesday history episodes. And next week, we're going to start getting into all of the American traditions of Halloween and the history behind costumes and trick-or-treating and all of the food that we love and horror movies and all of that good stuff that signifies Halloween for us Americans. So please stay tuned for that. If you want to to write in and share some memories, traditions with me. We want to hear them. You need some advice? I want to help you. Write in to the eek mailbag at it's always Halloween podcast at gmail.com or hear your voice on the radio. Call our All Hollows hotline at 802-532-DEAD. That's 802-532-DEAD. It's so, it's so fun to say dead in different ways. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to It's Always Halloween. Thank you so much to Pete. Uh, Pete does all of the audio. He wrote the theme song. He does all of the cues. He finds all of the music. You can follow Pete at Mittenberries. You can follow me at LTB Comedy. I do all of the research, the writing, the hosting. Um, so... Come, come say hi on, uh, on the internet. Let's talk about Halloween. And stay tuned for the next episode of It's Always Halloween coming out on Tuesday. Unless you're too scared. <laughs> <laughs>